Welcome back to the Cube Command Podcast, a gaming podcast by a guy who likes games. I'm your host, Tommy Savoya, and recently I had the chance to interview Jonathan Holmes, who is the developer of the recently released game on Steam called Circuit Dude. So go ahead and give it a listen, and let me know what you think of it, and if you would like me to do more of these in the future. And we're speaking with Jonathan Holmes. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. What about yourself? I am doing great. So um, uh, why, don't, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself first? My name is Jonathan Holmes, and I am a uh, game developer over in Irving, Texas. It's close to Dallas. Um, I've been doing game development for uh, quite a few years, off and on. And uh, I've just recently released a game on Steam called Circuit Dude. Before that, I was doing a lot of random software development for different platforms and stuff. And uh, yeah, I've uh, been programming for a long time, and I, uh, I love rugby, and I like chickens a lot. Do you do you play any games yourself? Like, are you an avid gamer? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, to be able to make games, I think people need to know a bit about them to 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 know what gamers want. So, oh, I course. love playing games as well. Uh, I have a PlayStation, you know, but I also play all all sorts of retro consoles as well. In my free time, I just play games. That's pretty much it. <laughs> hey, same here. Um, so you sound very very experienced in uh, the gaming realm and how they're made and how you play them. How, how did you get started in game development? Okay, so game development. Well, when I was a kid, I uh, played a lot of Pokemon, and um, one of the things that I liked about it was that there were glitches and and uh, cool things that you could do that were unintentional bugs, and and just being able to show somebody, hey, look, there's if you do this, you can cause this glitch to occur. If you do this, and some unintended effect will happen. And um, I guess experimenting with that kind of stuff led me to wonder, like, what caused that to happen? And um, whenever I kind of thought about that, I, it was it was always enjoyable. I would go online, I would look it up, research stuff like that. And then eventually, whenever I wanted to, whenever I got like a uh, Palm Pilot, actually, for, for Christmas, I was really determined to make my own game for it because I picked up so much information on the web about like glitches and video games and such. Uh, and from the technical stuff that I had been looking at, it didn't really seem too difficult. So uh, I tried it out and I had a blast and I didn't ever, I didn't finish the game. It was completely, it was crap. I would say it was a pretty low level a game, but um, it kind of led me to, to experiment and, and to try to make a game for my PSP, which at the time uh, you could be hacked and at, you could make your own games through like homebrew methods and stuff. So and on that console, I actually did make a game for it, at least a few. And uh, just working on small projects like that, just to be able to show off to my friends, um, that's that's really how I got started. And of course, I went to school for, for software engineering, so playing games was going to become my uh, my career path, I guess, of playing games and making them, because they both were fun to me. And uh, I knew that I needed a, a technical knowledge that was beyond just going to Google and looking stuff up. And uh, when I got out of college late enough, I was able to to, to work hard, meet the right people, and, uh, connect with them, and, and, and network and find a job that was available in the gaming industry. So at my previous job, 
um, there was somebody who was showing me a, a device that he saw on Kickstarter, and it was called an Ardu Boy. And for your listeners that might know about Arduino, it's a, a game system made based off of Arduino, a little handheld one. And uh, it's very limited. It has black and white color only. It uh, has 32 kilobytes of memory, very small. And when I saw it, I thought it was awesome. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. So it's so retro and, and, and tiny. And I looked online and people were making some crazy games with it. So I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll check this out. I'll get it and I'll play their games and see if I can make my own. So I got it and uh, I made a few games. One of them was about a chicken. Another one was like a, a train game. But uh, I kept an eye on the forums. And I was, I was a pretty popular person on the forums posting a lot and stuff. But there was somebody who posted like their top 10 favorite Ardu Boy games and being, so, I guess, so egotistical. <laughs> uh, I wanted to check that list and see if my game made the list in any way. And uh, I was sad, but none of my games made the list. There was just way too much competition. Uh, a lot of the games were really well polished. So I told myself, uh, I'm going to make a game and I'm going to make sure it's, it's going to look really good. I'm going to put as much work in and do it as I can and see if I get on somebody's top 10 list. And in my mind, I was thinking, like, okay, maybe I can get like ninth or 10th or something. I, I set to work making this this game similar to Bobby Carrot because there, there weren't many, many puzzle games. And, and for the size of the platform, it seemed like it would be a good fit for it. So I started working on the game. It took me maybe about a month to do everything, including finish all the levels. So there were, on this Ardu Boy version of Circuit Dude, there were 50 levels and far fewer mechanics. And of course, people picked it up as soon as I released it and they told me that they loved it. Like, not only was it one of the better Ardu Boy games, but it's some of the, some people's favorite Ardu Boy games. So it like really was, it was really, really well received and I felt really good about that. So that top 10 list was kind of your motivation for making the original Circuit, circuit Dude. Absolutely, yeah. The motivation was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make something that people love as much as me. Because the other games I made, I liked. I made games that I liked typically and I wanted to make one that I liked, but I also wanted to make one other people liked. So that was, I guess my ego, being egotistic, I guess that was my main motivation. Yeah, so I made this game. And uh, I showed it off at a, a local developer group that I meet up with called uh, Dallas Society of Play. So if you're in the Dallas area, um, there's a lot of local indie devs. And I'm sure, depending on whatever area your listeners are in, uh, there's probably one for them as well. Uh, Dallas Society of Play is a group where people get together and they talk about indie games and they motivate each other and share resources and, and all that jazz. And uh, one night we were doing kind of like a show testing or a sh- like a show and tell kind of thing. And I, I showed off Circuit Dude for the Ardu Boy. And people there were, were like, they loved it. They thought it was awesome. So uh, afterwards, somebody was like, hey, if you make a PC version, I want to help you with that or something. Or if you put it on another console, I'll buy it. And so I was blown away. I was like, wow, that, that's really inspiring. And uh, I left and that was kind of in the back of my mind for a month. The, uh, the community on the Ardu Boy website they actually ran a poll as to what was their favorite Ardu Boy game. And there was, at that point, maybe 120 games, 110 games for the system. And uh, that poll ran for maybe a, a few weeks. And I was surprised that I did not even expect this, but Circuit Dude was rated the highest rated game. Oh, wow. For the, for the platform, yeah. So That's it, fantastic. 
Yeah, and it really, it really stroked my ego, but no, but it, it it's all seriousness. Um, it really showed me that people cared about this game and that people enjoyed it as much as I did. I had a lot of fun making it, so I thought, you know what, maybe I'll, um, maybe I'll make it for PC as well. I'll, I'll finally share it with other people uh, that don't have an Arctic Boy. And uh, people were already asking me, kind of begging me, hey, will you please make more levels? Will you please? Add new mechanics. Will you please put it on PC so I can play it with my, you know, show my friends or something? So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start working on it and see how far it goes. And um, I commissioned some people to do artwork, and I uh, got somebody to, fantastic to do music. And I kind of, kind of paid a lot of money to to get those things done, but uh, I just really wanted to see how it would all come together. So I started working on it all, and I would say within a month. It, it got to the point where I was able to show my some of my friends and maybe family, and they really thought it was awesome. They thought the PC version was coming along great, and it just it just inspired me to you know what think finally this is going to be the game that I'm going to release, and it's going to be my first game that I'm going to charge money for, and uh, to just to cover some of the costs. But I, I I'm going to hit a larger platform like Steam. And really try to reach a wider audience, and, and maybe bring the the best Art of Boy game to maybe one of the most popular game clients of all time. So I, I really want people to check this out because it's it's got a lot of good feedback. And oh and yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it when I played it. Yeah, thank you. So <laughs> that was that's that was really the inspiration is is all those people motivating me, keep on telling me uh, to to keep moving with my game, keep pushing forward, and, and to to spread the word about it. So um, that's pretty cool that it was just a side project or a, a little project you started that kind of turned into this this big release. Did right. You ever, did you ever expect that? Um, did you ever like was it in the back of your head when you were making the original one that you know maybe what if this becomes a big hit? Well, I'll make another one. Mm, I thought to myself that if this gets downloaded by fifty people, that I would be excited. And it has over two thousand downloads right now. Wow. So <laughs> the response from the community has just blown my mind. It, I never thought it would be this popular, and I certainly never thought it would be on any other platform. It's amazing. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your current project, uh, Circuit Dude? So, my current project, Circuit Dude, it was uh, I've been in, it's been in development for about a hundred days, um, and put a lot of hard work into it. I finally released it on Steam about three days ago. Um, oh, so it's so, on PC. Yes, it's on PC right now. Um, there are plans for the immediate future to put it on Mac and Linux as well. Um, so if if anybody's listening, you can check it out, Circuit Dude, on Steam. Do you have any uh, plans to put it on any consoles in the future? Um, you know what? I, I really do want to put it on consoles. I've been approached by people to put it on consoles as well. So uh, PlayStation 4, it, I met up with uh, Sony at GDC, which is in California every year. And uh, I talked to some of the people there, and apparently they're really good about uh, getting indie gifts to get on board with them. It's really easy to, to get your game on the console, as well as uh, Xbox. Over the last few years, they've really wanted to do a lot of outreach with indie devs like myself. Uh, so I am I, I do have contacts over there, and I am trying to push towards that direction. But um, as well as Mac and Linux, I, I'm pushing... Uh, to, to get an Android and an iPhone version of the game out, too, as well. Oh, that's good. It's, it's all the platforms you can get. That's it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people really like my game, so they keep asking me, are you going to make it on this platform, or are you going to make it on that platform? So I just figure if people like it a lot, it 
it's kind of my duty to put in as many hands as possible. Yeah, I know when people see a lot of uh, games they like, especially me, and if it's on another console, I get um, a little really apprehensive to see if it's going to, uh, you know, migrate over to the ones that I use. Um, mm-hmm. So wh- why don't you tell us a little bit um, about the game itself? Like, what kind of game is it? Okay, so Circuit Dude is a uh, top-down puzzler, um, similar in nature to uh, games like Chips Challenge or Sokoban. Um, so if, if you really like those kind of puzzle games, then you're going to love this. Uh, most of the time when I tell people it's a puzzle game, they immediately think of like Candy Crush or Bejeweled or something like that. And uh, this is more of like a logic puzzle. So the story is that you're helping this cute little robot build his secret invention. You don't really know what the secret invention is, uh, but he's he's really happy to get started and you just can't wait. So you jump into, um, and you actually help him by plugging in computer chips into into the circuit board that he's on. So uh, he's, a, he's tiny, he's, he fits on a little computer chip. And um, as you walk around the stage, you, you plug in chips into the board, uh, eventually you'll realize that when you plug a chip in, um, that you can't walk onto that space anymore. So when you replay, you have to make sure that you plug all the chips in, in the correct path so you don't block yourself out. And once you get them all plugged in, you can go to the exit and then advance to the next level. Well, uh, a few levels in, you realize that it's not the only mechanic that's in the game. There's uh, conveyor belts, teleporters, walls that rotate, blocks that can be pushed around, trap doors, all sorts of zany mechanics that interact with each other in an interesting way. Make, they make for some really challenging puzzles. Uh, in the game, there's 100 levels, and it starts from very simple at level 1 to like insane by the time you get to level 50. So people that are really into these puzzle games like really are into circuit dude, and I've feel like uh, the response and reception I've got from people has just been fantastic, and, and they really like it. So, um, 100 levels is a good, comfortable amount for a puzzle game. Um, I, I was trying out myself, and there's just so many um, different ways you can use the tools, and how did you come up with a lot of the um, puzzles and set pieces and, and all those things and putting it together for 100 combinations? So the mechanics actually all came from different uh different kind of games uh, i was inspired to make some of the mechanics from like pokemon uh oh. some of the mechanics were, were uh inspired by games like uh, bobby carrot and just the way I, the way i was able to to come up with newer mechanics and and, and integrate the, the inspired ones together just it, they meshed so well i had to I had to keep them in and i experimented with a few different things uh, but some of the pieces just the way they work together, I, I needed to focus a few levels on on those interactions specifically. But like you said, 100 levels is a lot, so that doesn't cover everything. So uh, I had to spend a, a good amount of time creating some of these levels. And uh, to tell you the truth, some of them that are harder take like eight hours to, to, to make oh, wow. just one single level. So um, part of it is that I'm building this gigantic puzzle that people need need to solve but the problem is is that I don't even know if it's solvable when I test it so I'll sit there playing this level for an hour not even knowing if it's possible to solve or not right so you can see the problem in <laughs> well in, in creating these sounds very so, time consuming oh definitely and I programmed a lot of you know for my day job I'm a tool developer so um, I program software that people use to make games faster so I kind of have an understanding of uh, you know the logistics of making these kinds of games, and um, and what kind of tools could speed up the process. So I, I've created some like a map editor 
that I use to to kind of generate some starting points for some maps, but that's not even close to what the the final levels look like. They just <laughs> yeah, they, they they take a long time to make, and basically it's just kind of coming up with a cool uh, layout, just the, a blank canvas with a you know a specific direction I want to go with it and path, and then filling in all the gaps with different mechanics and thinking like oh that this I like the way that this part of the level plays or oh this part's impossible so let me swap that out with another part uh, and just enough iterations through. Uh, I'll have a level that's interesting and unique. So, um, are there any um, any puzzles you created for any levels that you ended up scrapping or didn't use? There were a lot of levels that I was that I was designing that took hours to make, and I just couldn't use them because they were impossible to solve, or seemingly impossible to solve. Oh well. Wow. So, uh, I if I can find a way to get those working, I guess, or to to eventually find a path to go through to, to prove that there's a solution. I might actually release those later on in some kind of pack or something. Oh, that's uh, cool. I, I, I do have plans um, for a level editor as well as online level sharing. So, uh, you know, if you like the game a lot, you'll be able to get like free DLC that includes the online level sharing and uh, map editor. Um, so you could make your own maps. And I think the, probably the best way to release these way harder levels is to uh, just put them online for people and let them download themselves and uh, try to try to beat them. Oh, that's cool. I mean, who doesn't like customizable levels? I mean, right. it's great. So um, obviously, individual levels take a long time to work on. Uh, how long have you been working on the project in total? Okay, so the project in total for this version of the game took me about, I would say, 100 days. And it was off and on. So some weeks I, I was burnt out and I was just like, you know what? can't I can't deal with working on it right now I'm gonna set it aside take a little break uh, but when I when I was working on it sometimes I would work on it for maybe three or four hours a night after work and then on the weekends I would work on it maybe like eight to nine hours a day there was some times where it kind of consumed my life and I stayed up until like 5 a.m. working on it but um, it, it helps that there's groups that I'm involved with that kind of encourage me to keep working on it uh, whenever I show people my game and it's not finished and they still find it enjoyable and it's maybe like 40% of the way done and it, it just kind of inspires me to keep moving and, and uh, keep pushing for the completed project. Oh yeah, support is always a great motivation uh, for doing something. Um, so what inspired you to create Circuit Dude? Well, um, to, to be honest, whenever I was a kid, um, there was a game called Bobby Carrot that was out there, and I I really liked playing this game, but I only ever played it on my aunt's phone. Uh, and this was, I don't even know, maybe 15 years ago, maybe more. And uh, it was just one of those games where I played it so infrequently that my memory of it was really faded, and uh, I don't even truly remember what the game was about. Like I could... I had a vague understanding of it, but I just remember that I liked it. So um, I wanted to kind of recreate a similar game that had that same kind of funness to it that was as enjoyable. Um, so I, I just started working on what I guess I would say is my own rendition of that game. And then I added, of course, new mechanics that I thought, oh, you know, this would be cool, this would fit well. Or um, 
I because I, I didn't get that far in the game at all. I didn't really know what the later mechanics were even like, so those were just completely lost on me. So I didn't include anything like that. But there's of course a game called Sokoban that's been out since like the '80s, and uh, that also has a big following behind it too. And I played it a little bit, and I wanted to incorporate some of those mechanics in it as well, but give it my own twist. So, so even though you might like those games, and you might have might be pro at those games, my game definitely offers something new. And what I think, I think playing a game and then not remembering that game, but still enjoying it, is how a lot of people, believe it or not, get inspired to make games because they have that vague, fuzzy idea of what something is to try to recreate it and then when they compare side by side they're completely different your your inspiration your heart's put into something that you think is 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 great your like your nostalgic like idolized version of something and it comes out completely different than what you know may have been back in the day yeah when um when you enjoy something you remember the best parts of it and that's what you uh what you wanted to create in in your case when making circuit dude of course yeah definitely definitely yeah for sure (laughs) So what was the most challenging aspect when making Circuitude? Um, so the ch- most challenging aspect of it, I would say, uh, is definitely coming up with the levels. Maybe I would say they, they were the most challenging because the levels are very challenging. Oh, oh <laughs> like, right, yeah. The, the puzzle game is, is designed to challenge the player, and if I'm creating it, I also have to play test it. So I'm also the player, and um, I would say the, the if you can beat Circuit Dude and you're good at these kind of puzzles, then I think that you have what it takes to be able to make these kind of puzzles. And uh, the game is the it, the game is a lot harder than people might think just playing a few of the levels. Um, oh, yeah, I, I can vouch so. for that. Um, I, I played the game. It, it it was really challenging to to get to the later levels. I ended up having to just like skip through some of them because I wanted to see how challenging it got, and it got very challenging. Like. Right. Look at one of the maps and just go, whoa. So what was the um, the easiest part when developing the game? So the easiest part, I would say, um, so whenever I make stuff, um, I typically procrastinate, but in a good way. And what I mean by that is I'm working on this big project, and I know I have these major milestones, these major goals that I want to accomplish with the, the project, but there's also smaller satellite goals or smaller things I also want to accomplish. And those little easier tasks I go back to sometimes and and whenever I'm burnt out or whenever I'm just just stumped and I'll, I'll take those out. In the game, the, I, I decided to do some kind of unique way of drawing the levels out. And that was one of the, the first things that I did, but it wasn't ever touched up. So I, I tried to to work on the more harder mechanics of it, and eventually I would fall back on going back to, to clean up the, the code for drawing the levels itself. So I would say that was the most easiest part. Uh, and having a project like this that's so big that has difficult parts as well as easier, more smaller tasks is really a motivation to continue going. I don't ever get stumped and just want to give up. I want to keep going and, and keep making parts to it. So. Do you have any other projects lined up for the future? Anything you're looking at making? Um, so I do have a few. Uh, well, first of all, um, I'm going to be finishing up the level editor, which is kind of at a semi-done state. I just want to. Pol- I really want to polish it up and, and get it uh, release ready. Uh, I'm going to be releasing that uh, for Circuit Dude as well as the Android and iOS ports of it. 
and possibly look at consoles. Um, I have some people who who told me that they'd be willing to help me do console ports. So I'm I would say in the next few months I'm gonna kind of focus and experiment a little bit with circuit tubes a little bit more and just see where that goes. I want to you know write it out, but I do have a few other platforms in mind that I want to try to work on um, a few different games I want to experiment with and, and see how those turn out. Usually I, I focus on one thing but experiment with a few other side projects and see which one kind of takes off. But I've been working on one for a few years, a, a trading card game. Just a Ooh. physical game, kind of like Magic the Gathering or Pokemon card game. And I really like card games and I think a lot of nerds kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but, I can vouch for that. But um, I wanted to make one that was kind of more zany, less serious, less strategic, uh, just kind of want to, to pass the time and uh, easy to pick up, stuff like that. Um, so I was working on it for a while and it got some really good criticisms. I don't want to say it was my game is bad in any way, but uh, I got a lot of good criticism that I really took to heart. I worked on it for a while and iterated and I, I think I'm at a point where I can, I can release a version people would enjoy but i don't want to just release a physical card game because no one's going to go to the store and buy my cards right uh so i think what i'm going to do is is create an online card game similar to how hearthstone kind of has their game online oh yeah uh, and just the stuff that i've learned at my job in the past year i would say uh, the kind of technology that i've worked with has really opened my eyes to how easy something like this could potentially be so uh, I'm going to be uh, working with that and seeing if I can experiment with that. I'm, I would say that I'm maybe 80% done with developing all the cards that I want to or coming up with the mechanics for it. But uh, I haven't started programming it at all. It's been all my programming work has been on circuit, dude. So uh, that's something I really want to pick up. I think I think that's out of all the little tiny projects I kind of have here and there. I think that's what's going to be next. Hey, that sounds really interesting. Like I, I would be down for uh, seeing what what that's all about in the future. Yeah. But yeah, um, congratulations on your on your release for Circuit Dude. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate that. So uh, we've been speaking with Jonathan Holmes, who is the game developer for the um, recently released game Circuit Dude on Steam. Mm-hmm. Before we go, anything else you would like to add? You know, any details about the game? So um, Circuit Dude, like I said, it's got 100 levels on it, and it's currently priced at 4.99, and uh, it's going to have free DLC later coming up that uh, includes a level editor as well as online level sharing. So I'd love for you to pick it up and show support for you know small indie developers like myself. Uh, but if you get it and you make your own cool level, uh, definitely send it to me. I would love to try what people make. Uh, I, lo- I love my I love making this game, but I also love playing this game too. And I wish uh, more people could could make some crazy levels and let me see what they come up with. And of course, you can you can contact me on Twitter and other social media sites. Um, I primarily try to focus now on Twitter. Uh, I used to hate it, but I love it now. Um, so my handle is at crate, which is at c r a i t. And I also have a website, crate.net, C-R-A-I-T. I post a lot of my random games on there as well as software that I've done. So if you're interested in checking out my other projects that I haven't gotten a chance to mention, uh, you can check there as well. All right. Um, how much is um, Circuit Dude on Steam for those looking to buy it? So, okay, as I mentioned before, it's four ninety nine. All right. Um, but the original price is uh, five ninety nine. I, I have a discount right now. 
Yeah, so go ahead and pick that up while it's still on its discount. Thank you, Jonathan Holmes, for joining us today on the Cube Command podcast. Great, man. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So that was my interview with Jonathan Holmes, who is the developer of the recently released game on Steam called Circuit Dude. So if you enjoyed this interview, go ahead and let me know what you think of it, and if you would like me to do more of these in the future. You can also listen to me on the Free Stuff Show, that's thefreestuffshow.com, and you can also watch me on the Cube Command YouTube channel, that's U-B-E-C-O-M-M-A-N-D, on YouTube. It's my Let's Play channel I do with my friends. And you can also watch me on my own personal YouTube channel, which is Tom Antio, that's T-O-M-A-N-T-I-O, where you can watch me do unboxings, reviews, skits, and gameplay. You can also listen to the Cube Command podcast on Blueberry, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Check out my previous episode I did, which would be episode 8, where I did my review on the Crash Bandicoot and Sane Trilogy for PS4. This has been the Cube Command Podcast. My name is Tommy Savoy, and I'll see you later. Later.